Welcome to First Formation, a weekday podcast for high church lowlifes like me, Logan Isaac, looking to get the fuck up and pray. This is where Pew Pew HQ shares morning prayers for the humble, hearty folk caught in the crosshairs of God and country. A podcast for anyone who cares for soldiers and veterans enough to follow us into the mud and the suck. To hear the good news through grunts and with grunts, in the unity of the Holy Spirit as one church forever and ever. Fall in. Psalm 27, verses 7 to 14. Hear, O Lord, when I cry aloud. Be gracious to me and answer me. Come, my heart says, seek his face. Your face, Lord, do I seek. Do not hide your face from me. Do not turn your servant away in anger, you who have been my help. Do not cast me off. Do not forsake me, O God of my salvation. If my mother and father forsake me, the Lord will take me up. Teach me your way, O Lord, and lead me on a level path because of my enemies. Do not give me up to the will of my adversaries, for false witnesses have risen against me, and they are breathing out violence. I believe that I shall see the goodness of the Lord in the land of the living. Wait for the Lord, be strong, and let your heart take courage. Wait for the Lord. Judges chapter 6, verses 11 to 24. Now the angel of the Lord came and sat under the oak at Ophrah, which belonged to Joash the Abrezite. As his son Gideon was beating out wheat in the winepress to hide it from the Midianites, the angel of the Lord appeared to him and said to him, The Lord is with you, you mighty warrior. Gideon answered him, But sir, if the Lord is with us, Why then has all this happened to us? And where are all his wonderful deeds that our ancestors recounted to us, saying, Did not the Lord bring us up from Egypt? But now the Lord has cast us off and given us into the hand of Midian. Then the Lord turned to him and said, Go in this might of yours, and deliver Israel from the hand of Midian. I hereby commission you. He responded, But sir, how can I deliver Israel? My clan is the weakest in Manasseh, and I am the least in my family. The Lord said to him, But I will be with you, and you shall strike down the Midianites, every one of them. Then he said to him, If now I have found favor with you, then show me a sign that it is you who speak with me. Do not depart from here until I come to you and bring out my present and set it before you. And he said, I will stay until you return. So Gideon went into his house and prepared a kid and unleavened cakes 
from an ephah of flour. The meat he put in a basket, and the broth he put in a pot, and brought them to him under the oak and presented them. The angel of God said to him, Take the meat and the unleavened cakes and put them on this rock and pour out the broth. And he did so. Then the angel of the Lord reached out the tip of the staff that was in his hand and touched the meat and the unleavened cakes and fire sprang from the rock and consumed the meat and the unleavened cakes and the angel of the Lord vanished from his sight. Then Gideon perceived that it was the angel of the Lord and Gideon said, help me Lord God for I have seen the angel of the Lord face to face. But the Lord said to him, Peace be to you. Do not fear. You shall not die. Then Gideon built an altar there to the Lord and called it, The Lord is Peace. To this day it still stands at Ophrah, which belongs to the Abzirites. Ephesians chapter 5 verses 6 to 14. Let no one deceive you with empty words, for because of these things the wrath of God comes on those who are disobedient. Therefore do not be associated with them. For once you were darkness, but now in the Lord you are light. Live as children of light. For the fruit of the light is found in all that is good and right and true. Try to find out what is pleasing to the Lord. Take no part in the unfruitful works of darkness, but instead expose them. For it is shameful even to mention what such people do secretly. But everything exposed by the light becomes visible. For everything that becomes visible is light. Therefore it says, Sleeper, awake! Rise from the dead, and Christ will shine on you. Welcome to the third Monday after Epiphany. Almost said Pentecost. This is Brother Logan Isaac broadcasting from the Appalachian Abbey in Knoxville, Maryland. This morning's readings come to us from Psalm 27, Judges 6, and Ephesians 5. Um, And the main, the bulk of the reading from uh, Judges is about the call or the origin story of Gideon. Gideon, you can read more about in my second book, uh, Forgotten Country in That Order, Faith and Service for Ordinary Radicals. Um, Gideon is um, a judge, so uh, it's after uh, Joshua and the Israelites leave the wilderness and campaign through Canaan and take the land, um, and they live, rather than having kings or uh, chieftains, they have what are called judges, and they judge Israel, both uh, in the sense that you may think of uh, judicially, uh, but they also lead Israel, both um, 
administratively as well as militarily. And Gideon um, is an interesting judge because he doesn't really want to be. Um, but God comes to him um, and says, uh, you are a mighty warrior. I hereby commission you. Um, and so Gideon is an officer. He's made an officer by God. Um, and God comes to him only after um, he's, he looks around and he knows that um, Israel is under the, the thumb of Midian, one of their enemies. And um, after the Lord says that Gideon's a mighty warrior, Gideon doubts. He says, um, but if, if you're with us, why has all this happened to, to us? Where are all the wonderful deeds that Joshua and Moses and everybody else were counted and, and kept in the books? Um, but it seems like you've cast us off. And that's when God says that, um, well, you're going to be delivered from the hands of Midian and I'm making you an officer. And so you can put two and two together. God is going to call Midian to do all this stuff. I'm sorry. God is calling Gideon, not Midian. Um, and I was just struck by, um, you know, God has this wonderful compliment or seemingly, um, that he gives to Gideon saying, you are a mighty warrior. And he doesn't even acknowledge it. And I don't know if it's a family thing for me or if it's part of the military, but I definitely do not take compliments well, neither do like either my parents, but my dad technically was a Vietnam vet. So I don't know if it's a military thing. Um, my sense is that military folks don't typically like compliments. You know, you talk to a Medal of Honor winner, you try and lavish praises on them and they'll say, well, you know, I was just doing my job. But he goes a step further than just ignoring the compliment. He says, well, God, where have you been? Um, it's, it looks like you've cast us off. Where are these good deeds that our ancestors told us about? And it's this place of desperation and despair. And God reassures Gideon, not by saying, oh, well, you know, here's the reason why, you know, under the judges, you know, everybody's been kind of a jerk. And he says, well, what's going to happen is um, I'm, I'm going to um, help. I'm going to deliver you from your enemies and I'm going to make you an officer. Um, and... Gideon again doubts. He says, well, I, who am I? I'm like, I'm nobody, which probably sounds familiar because that's exactly what Moses did when he was called by God. Um, and so he doubts a third time. He says, well, show me a sign that you'll do this. Um, and God reassures Gideon. He says, I'll stay until you return. He goes off and does his thing and he comes back and he kind of He's afraid, I don't know if he doubts, but he's afraid a fourth time when he says, I'm going to die because I've seen the angel of the Lord face to face. And God says, no, you won't. Um, but it's it, the, the second time he doubts, I guess, is what really, I'm sorry, the first time is what really stands out to me. Where are these good deeds that you've promised us? You know, he's addressing Gideon as a warrior, as a soldier, um, and it's as a soldier that he responds, where are these good deeds that our ancestors spoke of? It makes me think of the, the rift between 
Vietnam generation and later, and then, you know, and uh, prior generations of World War II, World War I. Everybody really seemed to love veterans, and it seemed to be kind of not so big a deal. And then Vietnam came, and Americans turned their back on veterans. And in my generation, um, now we just get, you know, drowned in platitudes like, thank you for your service. Um, in the meantime, we still have this horrendous suicide rate, and so something must be wrong. Where are these good deeds that, uh, that, our, that our society, that our community has spoken of? Um, it's, it's no coincidence that Vietnam Veterans of America, the, the big VSO for Vietnam vets, their motto is actually um, so that no generation of veterans abandons another generation of veterans. Um, and so maybe you're feeling like Gideon. Uh, maybe you're a soldier or not. And God is, has put blessings in your life and you're looking around saying, well, where are these good deeds that, that my forebears have talked about? Um, I'm, I'm just a small, you know, I'm a small clan. I'm, I'm, you know, maybe you're unsure of yourself and, and you've seen so much um, negati- negativity or um, uh, things that convince you that things aren't going so well. Um, God is there to reassure us. Um, and I kind of like how he does it with Gideon. It's not like, thus saith the Lord. It's, I don't know, the way it was read um, by Kathleen and also just the, way, the translation, the NRSV, um, just makes God appear very approachable. Like, I'm gonna, I'll be here with you to the end. Um, and, uh, it's really reassuring to know, um, that in times of peril or in times of doubt, God still is with us, um, that, that it's okay to doubt and that despair, um, while not something that's good, it can be something that can benefit our relationship with God. Because when we doubt, we we give God the opportunity to reassure us, and we give others the opportunity to reassure us. Um, and that uh, soldiers in particular sometimes need that reassurance that things um, will be better, and that the good deeds that God that our that our forebears have talked about are not just a thing of the past, but are 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 on their way once again. Collect for the third week after Epiphany. Give us grace, O Lord, to answer readily the call of our Savior Jesus Christ and proclaim to all people the good news of his salvation, that we and the whole world may perceive the glory of his marvelous works, who lives and reigns with you in the Holy Spirit, one God, forever and ever. Amen. Thank you for falling into First Formation, where PPUHQ shares morning prayers for the humble, hardy folk caught in the crosshairs of God and country. If you like what you've heard, I hope you'll consider participating in one of the three following ways. First, you can support the podcast with a monthly contribution at anchor.fm slash firstformation slash support. You can sponsor morning prayer for Pew Pew people with as little as a dollar a month and you can cancel at any time if I piss you off. Second, 
You can become a co-host by recording a weekday lectionary reading yourself and sending it to me to be included in an episode of your choosing. Instructions for co-hosts will be provided to you directly, and you don't have to be a grunt to participate in first formation in this or any way. Finally, and most importantly, you can send me your prayer requests of a minute or less with a recording app of your choice. Prayers may be added to a morning prayer episode, aired anonymously, if you wish, or kept private for me to pray for off-air. So there you have it. Three ways to participate in morning prayers for Pew Pew people. I hope you'll continue to listen in and maybe even consider participating yourself. This has been Logan Isaac, always faithful, always family. Semper Familia.